This is your guy, Manny, and you're listening to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. So, guys, I know it's been a while, so it's kind of hard to move on to the different things that we need when the glaring need is quarterback. And that's just been the issue for this team for decades. <laughs> been a fan since 99, and, man, every time I thought that we had a quarterback, we didn't, you know, uh, from Brad Johnson to – RG3 and Kirk Cousins, and then now we're even in a worse position to where we can draft quarterbacks from the Patrick Ramseys to the Jason Campbells. Like, we've never really just had a quarterback that have been a starter for us for at least five years. Have there been a quarterback since 1999 for the football team that has started for at least five years? I don't know. That's a question for you guys. You guys help me out. You guys help me understand. But, um, you know, lots going on. You're hearing, you know, all of the rumors about uh, Jeff Bezos um, wanting to, you know, um, buy the team. But my take on that is how can you buy the team when the team is not for sale? You know, Dan Snyder is holding on tight. Um, just don't want to really get into all of that, but. That's been floating around. But the glaring need, the glaring issue is what does the football team do with the quarterback position? I've seen posts about uh, Cam Newton uh, ever since, um, you know, Cam Newton was on the podcast with uh, Brandon Marshall and Chad Johnson. And uh, he was talking about, you know, Brandon Marshall was like, I like that kid. McLaurin, McLaurin, and then, you know, Chad Johnson was chiming in saying that, ooh, that boy fast, kick it, kick it, you know, and all of that. So, you know, all that is cool and all, but um, I'm not interested in having Cam Newton here in D.C. for numerous reasons. I'm not a Cam Newton hater. I wish him the best, um, but I just don't want to see him here in D.C. because when you look at it, the two quarterbacks that are currently on the team right now have ties, and have played for Ron Rivera. Now, if Ron Rivera goes ahead and brings in Cam Newton, it looks like, okay, is it that it's hard to learn the Ron Rivera system? Is it that he can't find a quarterback? That, you know, I, I'd rather Ron Rivera go handpick a quarterback, even if he has to draft one. Draft one that you feel like you can groom. Draft one that you feel that fits your system because if you go ahead and you pick up Cam Newton, right, then here's what you have. You have Cam Newton, you have Taylor Heineke, and Kyle Allen, and all were on the roster in uh, Carolina with Ron Rivera at some point or another. So it's kind of like, is it that Ron Rivera cannot win with his, without his guys? Is it like that he can't have success without Cam Newton? So I think that Ron Rivera wants to put those questions to bed, whether he can succeed in the NFL without a Cam Newton. So, um it's a no for me. I, I mean, if Cam Newton is coming in to play that Taysom Hill type role, okay. Um, I believe that Cam is a very good uh, uh, quarterback when it comes to running the ball inside the red zone. You know, that's what he does best. But after what I've seen last year in New, in, uh, New England, um, he didn't look good. He didn't look good. And you can't tell me uh, the stuff about him not having any weapons 
even when guys were open, you know, the tr- like the throws weren't crisp. He overthrew some guys, underthrew some guys. I mean, he just looked awful. He looked awful. Uh, you can say what you want to say about New England, but you can't tell me that a Bill Belichick uh, and a Josh McDaniel coach team, um, you know, obviously no quarterback in New England came in and produced either. So it was a lot to factor in. The running game was non-existent. But if Cam Newton comes here, um, we'll probably be a, a, in a, in pretty much the, around the same position that we've been in because there are times that we need the quarterback to win us games or we need the quarterback to make plays. I just don't know if Cam is that guy. Um, there's a lot of rumors and a lot of uh, speculations about trading for Sam Darnold. And then fans are like, well, why would you like Sam Darnold and not like Cam Newton? It's not, I mean, when I look at Sam Darnold, I, I look at the upside. He's still young, right? I believe that he has more upside than Cam Newton, I tell you that. Uh, then guys are saying, well, what's the difference between a Cam Newton and a Jacoby Brissett and a Mariota? I think all those guys are all around the same level. Honestly, Brissett, Mariota, um, those two might be able to offer you more than Cam Newton just because they're younger. Are they better than Cam? That's debatable. When you look at a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is he's basic. He's basic. You, If you have him here in D.C., he'll make enough plays not to lose you a lot of games, but he's not going to win you games either. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, people say that he didn't have any weapons. Look, this guy had Roby Anderson. He had DJ Moore. Granted, I'm not fans of neither one of those guys. He had Curtis Samuel, who I like a lot. Um, He had Mike Davis, who filled in when Christian McCaffrey wasn't there. With all these weapons, even when even the game when um, when uh, Christian McCaffrey was healthy, I just did not see a lot out of Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I'm not going to lie. He threw the ball down the field this year. That was a component of his game that I didn't think he had, especially after that injury he had with Minnesota. Um, so I say all this to say it's looking like we're probably going to sign a veteran. Um, we'll see if Teddy Bridgewater gets cut, but he's on that $20 million deal a year uh, with with the Panthers, especially if they'll go ahead and get a Deshaun Watson. So a lot can happen. There's going to be plenty of guys getting cut. So you can kind of just wait and see. I don't think that the football team have to make any drastic trades. Even if they do trade for a quarterback, they're probably going to be giving up anywhere between a third to a fifth to acquire a quarterback. Uh, Marcus Mariota should not be expensive. He should be like around the fifth. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater around the fourth. And then Sam Darnold probably a third. So that's kind of how I see it shaking out if they do trade for a quarterback. But I don't see them trading for more than a third. Uh, the Jets are saying they're going to analyze and see what's going on before they move on from Sam Darnold. And if the Jets are smart, draft you a quarterback, still keep Sam Darnold. He's on a rookie. He's on a rookie deal. Then you have those two guys compete. Maybe you have Sam Darnold start out the year, and then you then you push in the rookie to take over. And then maybe next year you move on from Sam Darnold. So a lot can happen between now. And later, but I just kind of wanted to talk about the quarterback position before I went any further with this pod. As free agency approaches, tons of names. The glaring needs for the team is definitely wide receiver. 
Uh, we need a quarterback. That's a known fact. Um, we need to figure out what are we doing with Brandon Sheriff? Do we make him the highest paid guard in the league? Do you let him go and then sign a cheaper option? Um, so do you tag him again? I don't think you tag him again. So a lot can happen between now and free agency, uh, but it's quickly approaching. You know, you have the Curtis Samuels out there. You have the Corey Davis and the um, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson might get the tag, but then again, he might not. Um, guys, check out my YouTube uh, channel. It's called Talking Sports with Manny. Uh, check it out. I dropped some uh, videos. Um, I'll be doing some more videos of free agent targets. I think the next guy on my list is a Janu Smith, um, who would be an excellent, excellent tight end to grab. But with Logan Thomas being very, very solid and doing a very good job, do you go ahead and spend more money on a tight end position? Why? I mean, I, I think that Logan Thomas is nice. Maybe you go ahead and get you a lower tier uh, tight end or maybe even draft one. Let's say a Brevin Jordan. Uh, so, like I said, a lot can happen between now and then. All these different speculations, all these different things. I remember last year, I was so into the possibilities of who the football team can sign. We had all the money. I had my hopes up. I wanted James Bradbury and this guy and that guy. And then we ended up with J.D. McKissick, Logan Thomas, uh, Darby. At the time, I was mad. But obviously, Ron Rivera and Cole know what they're doing. They definitely know who they're looking for. If you look at the bargain shopping that the football team did last year, they were able to hit on a lot of different positions. You know, J.D. McKissick, he was second in receptions, second to uh, Alvin Kamara when it comes to running backs. You look at Logan Thomas. He had better numbers than Evan Ingram. He should have been a pro bowler. You know, so it seems like the team are, you know, getting the guys that fit their system and they're scheming into what they do best, both on offense and defense. So you don't necessarily have to go and get the best names or the biggest uh, guys and the biggest talents and things of that nature. Yes, you bring talent here, it will work. But more so, you want to get the guys that fit the system. So as much as we want guys like Godwin and, you know, all these uh, different wide receivers, a lot of Redskins fans, football team fans, are down on a Juju Smith-Schuster. But what if he is what the team is looking for? So <laughs> there's going to be a couple names that the team goes after and actually signs that uh, obviously fans are not going to be happy about. You know, I know personally if they sign Cam Newton, I'm going to be pissed. But guess what? I'm going to support him. I'm going to support anybody that's on the team. You know, but there's going to be lots of cuts. I don't see guys like uh, Acby coming back or Jeremy Sprinkle. So there's going to be lots of turnover. There's going to be lots of guys that were here that are no longer here and vice versa. So it's going to be very interesting to see what we do. It's going to be very interesting to see where the money goes because, yes, we're fifth in cap space. We're fifth in money right now to spend. But fans need to realize you still got to <laughs> I mean, you still got to re-sign some of your own guys. And that's not a factor into that money. What do we do with Brandon Sheriff and Ronald Darby? I think those are the two biggest must-sign candidates for us before we even start looking elsewhere. Because if you say you're not going to re-sign Brandon Sheriff, then that changes the draft. That changes everything because then now you have a hole at right guard. You can say, well, you can move Wet Switzer to right guard and then move um, – Sadiq Charles to the left guard, but we don't even know what we have in Sadiq Charles. So it's not a lock that, you know, you move things around. You play, I mean, you play musical chairs 
with that offensive line and everything is good. So there's going to be some names that are out there that could possibly fit. And there's going to be some names that possibly can fit. And then there's going to be some guys that we let go or can't re-sign. Like, for example, if Ronald Darby goes, do you know how much of a big hole we have at corner? It's a huge hole because, I mean, who's going to fill that? And then, okay, now are you drafting a corner? Because I think if we solidify and sign Ronald Darby, I don't think that corner is – I don't think that we target a corner in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. That's just kind of how I feel. But then, again, you never know. You might see a corner that slips in the third round that fits the system. Then you grab him then. But I don't think that we go into the first two rounds if we do keep the picks and not trade. I don't see us, you know, pursuing a corner unless the perfect corner fell at 19. A can't miss, miss prospect, let's say teams going to run for quarterbacks and going to run for uh, wide receivers and tackles. And then the best corner in the draft falls to 19. Then that changes everything. Obviously, you take the best available when you're drafting in the middle rounds, in the middle of the first round. So definitely going to be intriguing, definitely going to be something to see. Another thing I want to talk about is what are we going to do with Cam Carl and Landon Collins? There's different things you can do. You know, you can play Cam Carl at the free safety position. And you can play Landon Collins at the uh, sa- a strong safety position. And there's, you know, ways to, you know, scheme in three three safeties at the same time. But I've heard people saying, move Landon Collins to linebacker. Landon Collins does not want to play linebacker. You know, those guys take a lot of hits and things of that nature. So, you know, it's easy for us fans to speculate and say, oh, just transition him to the will linebacker or transition him to this or that. He's a strong safety. We gave him the money. When we gave him the money, a lot of us were happy, including myself. I was ecstatic. And now it's not working out. He's coming off of the injury. Uh, even when he was healthy, he wasn't playing to the caliber of that contract. So now you got to get rid of that contract. You got to figure out what you're doing at this point, right? So it remains to be seen. A guy that I love in the draft is Richie Grant. Um, I am starting a new series uh, called Fixing the Football Team Offseason Plan. And um, I have a great guest coming on the show um, this Thursday. So you guys look out for it. It's going to drop on Friday. It's going to be a great show. And I'm going to have numerous other guests coming in with their offseason plan that can help the football team. So that's kind of where we'll get to dissect each and every position um, via free agency and draft. Before I end this pod, I want to kind of talk a little bit about some draft prospects that I'm interested in. If the football team do keep the 19th pick, I'm not interested in taking a guy like Mac Jones at 19. I have my reasons, and I'm going to discuss that in future podcast episodes as we start to approach the draft. And then we got to see what happens in free agency as well. For me, if I'm picking 19, I want the best available player. Now, if Jalen Waddle somehow falls to 19, that's the guy you grab. But there's no way he makes it to 19, right? There's no way a guy like Micah Parsons, Parsons makes it to 19. So there's, there's all these different guys. Now, there's some, there's some pretty good tackles. 
all around. You know what I'm saying? There's the big kid from Virginia Tech. There's so many tackles that if the right one falls at 19 and we grab that guy, I won't I wouldn't even be I would not even be upset because it's kind of looking like we're going to be going into this next season with a quarterback that's not a franchise quarterback. So what does that mean? You got to make sure that that line is solid. You got to make sure you you are too deep at every single position. You got to have two left guards, two right guards, two two centers, two of everything because if injury goes down, you want the next man up type mentality. Now, receivers receiver is a glaring need. I would love for the football team to uh, draft one within the first two rounds and then also sign one. So that's a lot of uh, resources and draft capital and money that we're about to spend on wide receiver. But it's more than worth it. Why? Because on the offensive side of the ball is where we struggle, right? So you got to improve the most offensively. If you're going to roll up in here with Tyler Heineke and, and Kyle Allen, which I do love Heineke, but you got to make sure he has receivers. So you got to get you a guy on the outside that's a threat. Maybe a guy that's better than Terry McLaurin on the outside. Then you got to get you a legit slot um, wide receiver, somebody like a Rondell Moore. You know, I've seen um, mocks of us getting Kadarius Tony at 19. I won't be eagerly excited about that, but I don't hate it. Uh, I would much love to take a guy like Rashad Bateman at 19, especially if, if we go Curtis Samuel in free agency. Who's going to man the slot? So we need a new slot, and we need a new wide receiver two or wide receiver one. You know what I'm saying? It does like Terry's not a guy that's like, oh, I'm the number one wide receiver. Terry knows he's a beast, and we all know what Terry can do with a real quarterback. We all know what Terry can do with a legit wide receiver on the outside. And then tight end is very, very important. Logan Thomas is good, but why not draft you another tight end, a young tight end? Because it takes tight ends a while to develop. It takes about two, three years for a tight end to develop. So if you're going to go to Logan Thomas route, then maybe like a vet like Kyle Rudolph, then you most definitely have to draft one of the top five tight ends in this draft and then kind of have that guy uh, uh, stashed and groomed to where when Logan Thomas starts to get a little older, Guess what? You can now transition your new tight end, kind of like what the Eagles did with Zach Ertz and Dallas Godard. Is this smart? Is this smart business? That's how you build your team, kind of like how the Dallas Cowboys have Amari Cooper. But guess what? They have Gallup, and then they still drafted Ceedee Lamb because as Amari Cooper's contract starts to, you know, like once once they start to dig into that contract, then guess what? It's now time to pay Ceedee Lamb, right? So you transition out. The Atlanta Falcons did it with Roddy White and Julio Jones. It's just smart business. I hate how teams will say, okay, this is the best available guy, but I'm not going to draft him because I need a tackle. And then maybe that draft, the tackle class was weak. But then you're drafting for need instead of drafting the best talent available. It's all about collecting talent. I would love to see two new tight end additions to this team. I would love to see two new wide receiver additions to this team. I would love to see a a quarterback addition, hopefully one that's a starter that we can start for the next three to five years. That would be excellent. We are a quarterback away from running away with the NFC East. And that means we're guaranteed a playoff seat every single year. Then once you get into the playoffs, you kind of like see where you are and kind of know 
what pieces you need to add to get to that next level. But until we get a franchise quarterback, it's going to be kind of hard to do. But it's all good. You can still sign a veteran, and then you can still draft a young guy. It's not a lock that Kyle Allen comes back. You don't have to re-sign Kyle Allen. You have Taylor Heineke. He can man the number two or the, or the number three spot, have the rookie you know, compete for the you know second or third spot. It doesn't really matter. And then you have a guy that you feel can start for you for the next three to five years. So, guys, uh, once again, you're listening to the Back Row Redskins show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Back Row Redskins. Be sure to follow my YouTube page, Talking Sports with Manny. Lots and lots of content on um, that YouTube page. It's more than just Washington football content, but um, it's kind of like a buffet. Just grab what you like. All right, y'all. I'm out. Thank you.